Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host... What? Plus. Is that a German accent? Barely. Okay. It was hard to tell. Yeah, my my German accent when I'm talking like louder and more like harsh... Stereotypically is, German. ...is not as good as just if I went to a subtle okay. German accent. If I were to yeah, talk in a... It's not terrible. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's not terrible. I'm Batman. That's me. <laughs> yeah, I know. If, if I'm talking a lot quieter like NPR does... Okay. Then I'm just talking like this. It's very subtle. Fucking whatever. All right. Uh, anyway, after that digression. What's the next thing? What should people do? Like, subscribe, tell I feel like it's gotten worse. Probably. Like, I forget a little bit more every time. I think we forgot everything last time because you were so excited to get to the topic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every like, single time I would be like, yourself. this is what the topic is. Wait. Uh, so that thing, uh, we you posted something on Instagram. I did. I don't remember what it was. Oh, I do remember what it was. It was a thing from my What You've Been Up To. What was it? Well, I watched Child's Play. Oh. And it turns out it was directed by a guy named Tom Holland. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. He's actually a fairly prolific horror director in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. So it's amazing considering he wasn't born until 1996. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh my God, he's the same age as me. I still cannot he's get over that. He's younger than us. He was born in the summer. Fuck, he's younger than us. Yep. You know, I, it, it's at this point then that, well, at this point... It's at this point that a lot of people would go like, oh, man, what have I done with my life? And I'm like, I've actually done pretty well. You're doing all right. got my desk job in my career, maybe. Yep. <laughs> Let's not get into that. <laughs> uh, so I guess that, that'll that bleed into what you've been up to. Yeah. So, so like I said, I watched Child's Play. Um, child's Play? Child's Play. He, wants, he watched the child splayed. Ooh, maybe not. Well, let's, maybe not that joke. All right, not that joke. Maybe nix that joke. Let's go. Let's right. rewind and just not. So what you been up to? Uh, so I watched Child's Play. Okay. Uh, the classic slasher that introduced us. So close us to doing to... it again, just for fucking. <laughs> classic slasher that introduced us to the the Chucky. famous Chucky. Chucky, the murderous clown or murderous um, puppet puppet. Yeah. Not entirely sure why it became iconic because it's not a great movie. No, it's not. I mean. The... The slasher movies, there's so few that are actually, like, good movies. Right. They're just fun because you watch them and you're like, ah, this person's going to die. Yeah. I think part of the problem is, like, Chucky is better as an iconic villain than an actual good villain because he's not scary unless he's fighting a six-year-old. They do a decent job of leading it up to where the final fight is between him and a six-year-old, but the six-year-old is quickly incapacitated and then it turns into a fight between grown-ups and a doll. And a doll, again, yeah. Which is not interesting. Um... And the plot's kind of all over the place, and it's not very scary at all, uh, so it's just not great. Well, scary back then, when people had very low standards for emotions. <laughs> was it? I don't know. Yeah, I figured I'd, it was. I don't know. There's very little scariness, I thought, in it. There's. I think they could have made it more scary, but... I need to go back and watch all that. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch a whole bunch of slashers and stuff this week. Yeah. I have like... I have a list of about eight movies that I need to watch before next episode. I have a Speaking... list of a lot of movies I need to watch before the next episode, yeah. and I have watched none of them. Yep. Speaking of next episode, next week we're talking, we're doing the first of our two-part series on horror movies. So we're starting with, like, the classics and working our way through the slashers yes. next week. Good old classic stuff, like the yeah. old stuff that, like, AMC runs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the original Day of the Living Dead or Night of the Living Dead. Um I'm going to talk about that one, Frankenstein, yeah, all that stuff, and then we'll get into like the all the slashers, the yep. Halloween and the Nightmare on Elm Street and the Friday it's the Thirteenth. The old Halloween, yes. Get into all that stuff, and um, and then part two coming the week after that will be the the new horror stuff. So all the so terrible like, jump scare stuff, and then all the good stuff. Past five years, or so. yeah, like the Quiet Place, Get Out, Get Out, Babadook, uh, um, It Follows, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I loved yep. It Follows, great movie, it's terrifying, yeah. Because, like, I couldn't sleep for, like, a week afterwards, but, right. boy, did it follow. It did its job. It followed. It followed me home for a yeah. week. Yeah. So we'll I had talking. sex with someone, and then it followed them. Yep. That, I mean, that's how the movie works, that's but that's not works. how it happened in real life, so. Yeah. 
but so that's what we'll be talking about in upcoming episodes if there's particular movies you want us to talk about you'd better tell us pretty quick because we got a lot of movie watching to do anyway yeah i mean i'm probably not gonna watch them i'm probably gonna be going off of my very limited like see all of my stuff is not like my knowledge of it is very particular things that i gathered when i was young yeah like i watched these i watched these slashers every halloween from like the age of seven mm-hmm. i would go downstairs we had a breakfast bar with a tiny little tv on it mm-hmm. and i'd go downstairs after like 10 o'clock when my parents had gone to bed and just sit up and watch the movies all like all night <laughs> sit, i'd drag the chair over from the kitchen table and set it there and i'd sit there with the volume all the way down at the first first thing uh-huh. and just watch it and like i just picked up a few things from every from all those movies and i loved them so much mm-hmm I have never seen them all the way through. Right. But I just, like, I know that I love them. So I'm going to be going, you're going to be going off of, like, recent knowledge. Right. Having I'm going to actually them. go out and watch all these. I'm going to go off of just, like, my basic knowledge of, like, what they were and how much you're, I loved them. You're hyper nostalgic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. This yep. will be interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. What else have I been up to? I started The Good Place, per the recommendation of just so many people. Yeah. Um, I'm not far enough in for it to have really gotten traction although i'm starting to like get really invested uh-huh. i'm only like five or six episodes in um but it's a it, it's already an interesting show and it's like the characters are good and stuff okay. so basic premise uh woman played by Kristen bell dies goes to the good place which is sort of a non-denominational heaven for only the people that are the best uh or did the most good deeds on earth there's a whole counting system hmm. um there's a catch though she is mistaken has been mistaken for someone else and she totally does not belong there she deserves to be in the bad place she was not a good human being hmm. but no one knows this so she confides in one person um who tries to teach her to become a good person so that she can rightfully belong there and there's already been some interesting twists and turns and it's starting to get a little bit into like is it just a straight up philosophy. comedy or is it actually like it's i mean it's it is definitely a comedy it's like the 20 minute nbc thing but okay. it's also it's starting to get into a bit of the teeth of like ethical philosophy and stuff the, gotcha the last episode had some interesting stuff on utilitarianism and yeah how that applies to real life situations and yeah it's it, All right. it's a good show um i read some comics i read uh superman for all seasons oh shit yeah i haven't even i don't i know nothing about that one okay which is crazy yeah so that's uh Cause j- it's one of those it's one of those things that it's just like the, it's a uh it's not an else world but it's out of continuity right um and i know very little about those things mm-hmm. uh just because i know a lot about continuity because those things don't pop up on my wikipedia research right so <laughs> right exactly uh well that's uh jeff Loeb tim sale again ah, so that's good. the long halloween equivalent and, yeah um is the art style exactly the same? It's similar. That I, is really interesting for a Superman comic. Yeah. I don't love the way they draw Superman. He's kind of got a baby face. There's quite a lot of that, actually. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Uh, Batman and Superman. Ooh, Batman and Batman Superman, the New 52, has to be drawn by Tim uh, Tim Sale. Yeah. Tim, yeah, Tim Sale. Mm, not it, necessarily. Well, no. Like I'm thinking back okay. at the art style, and it's... Okay. I'm, I'm going to check it right sort now. Sort of that abstract-ish. Yeah. Abstract and like, uh, like viney is kind of a word I would put with it. Yeah. Like, bit. it's just, there's, shapes are extended a lot. Yeah. Like, you look at like, um, Batman's cape goes very, very long. Right. Uh, Scarecrow's hat is really long. Yeah. Poison Ivy's hair is obscenely long. Like, yeah. he extends things. Right. To kind of like accent particular aspects of characters right and then their faces are really like odd (laughs) yeah interesting shapes kind of oversimplified um i generally think they're good but i didn't love how they did superman in this one but the story is pretty interesting it's very low key i don't think superman actually fights anyone Mm -hmm. it's mostly just him saving people and kind of coming to terms with his identity as a superhero and his secret identity and yeah um and sort of like so the basic story is like it begins right after he graduates high school and goes off to Metropolis. Okay, it's J Lee, J A E L E E. Okay. But look at the art. Let's it's see. pretty It's I I had a little bit of a yeah. of a kind of tainted just memory. Yeah. But similar. it's pretty close. It's pretty it's close. Similar. It's yeah. it's the the artsy style. Right. 
Um, but he de- uh, the reason I was saying that is he definitely has a baby face in that. Mm-hmm. Like, just the way his face is, it's very small mm-hmm. and kind of like... Just... Yeah, like little features kind of very centered on a big round, not round, but big, Superman-shaped head. Kind of like a, 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 a canvas of a face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but it, so it follows uh, young Clark Kent right after he's graduated from high school and he goes off to Metropolis to become a big time reporter. Um, and so it's got a young Lois Lane there and there's kind of some dynamics, but they don't actually end up getting together by the end. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, uh, he's got Lana Lang back in Smallville. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And so that one, they dig into a little bit and, uh, Lex Luthor, plays a fairly major role but again it's not really them coming to a conflict as much as like setting up why these two would come into conflict later on okay yeah so i mean it's very much an origin story Mm -hmm. um in that it takes a superpowered boy and turns him into superman like within his identity okay um i dig it yeah. I have to borrow that from you. Yeah. Once so, I get through all of my giant stack of new Teen Titans. <laughs> yep. I just so bought another one, which was a mistake. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very restrained. It's very quiet, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. Good. Um, I also ordered volume two of the Manhattan Projects, and it said it was going to arrive by yesterday, but then it didn't. So sue them. Probably. They probably got nuked. Probably. That's 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 probably it. Very appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Tracking has said it's in New York for the past two weeks, so kind of wondering what's going on it's in manhattan i guess <laughs> did you not it's... think of that at all <laughs> i didn't <laughs> it's in manhattan and they're gonna project it to me via a giant projector you killed it man because it was never funny in the beginning manhattan but <laughs> project I... Proje- I got it okay <laughs> uh anyway i think that's all i've been up to uh i have been i completed i got i did this i fought i 100 in spider-man got all the trophies 100 of the story and then they released the dlc where it's new game plus where you have to defeat uh like beat the game uh beat new game plus and which new game plus is basically you start at the very beginning but at your full level like you are mm-hmm. level 50 you have all your gadget everything leveled up so you start at the beginning and then you have to play it to ultimate. So literally, I had like just beaten the game, and then it's like, oh, guess what? You get to play the whole game again. <laughs> and I was like, you fuckers. And in three days, they are releasing three days or six days. It's the twentieth, and either it's the twenty third or the twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. They're releasing the first uh, chapter of City That City That Never Sleeps DLC, okay. which is, uh, I believe, this one is centered around Black uh, Black Cat. Okay. So I'm Fun gonna play that. Some more trophies to work on. Mm. Yeah, it's not like I finally finished the game so that I can get back to focusing on homework or anything. No, of course not. Damn it. Now I have to do this because priorities exist. Right. Uh, so I've been doing that. I I mean, obviously continuing to read uh, New Teen Titans. Uh, I think I read something again recently. No, no, I didn't. I think that's pretty much all I've been up to, except we fucking watched the first <laughs> half of Daredevil Season 3. <laughs> Woo! Woo! It is so good. Oh my God. I literally, for me, it is the best season of a TV show uh, I have ever watched. I'm going to wait until I'm done to pass judgment, but depending on how it wraps up, it could easily surpass season one for me. It is. I mean, for me, it's already surpassed season one. I think it might be, I'm looking at it more of like a, as opposed to just watching an action show. Right. Like I'm, it's just the things they have done with characters to put you in the mind of the character and like it does i think a better job so far of putting you of putting you in a position of kind of feeling pity for the bad psychopathic villain mm-hmm. like they did with Fisk. Right. They didn't do it really much with um Frank Castle. Right. But also he wasn't the entire focus of that because a lot, like the whole back half of that season was Defender set up with the hand and Electra and stuff. Yeah. Um, But my God, like you let these creators just do a, do a season that they want to do. Yeah. And you get something like Thor Ragnarok. You just get, let the creators do what they want to do. Yeah. And you get like insane visuals and camera techniques that put you in uncomfortable places when you need to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And... Like, there's a 10-minute long take that contains two, three separate fight scenes. Yep. 
and actual full blown acting twice. Yeah. It is insane. <laughs> it is just obscene. Like, and I was telling Matt about this, that this, this long take. So we were talking, we had a show about long takes mm-hmm. or had an episode about long takes. And a lot of that stuff was really just, it's when the cameraman, like the crew right. is like under the, under, was it under the nail? I don't remember. They're worked to the worked teeth and nail, or fucking any any phrase I can th- I can't think of, and I'm mixing them all up. They're worked a lot. That it's they're stressed about these these scenes because everything they ha- if you mess up the scene, like in uh, damn it, I missed I forgot it again. Children of men. Children of men. There's not that much work in the cast. I mean, right. like there's not that much that you can it's mess mostly up. Mostly just them talking. It's in just the car. them talking. Yeah. But all of the stuff, like the flaming car, the large amounts of people, the all mm-hmm. this stuff, like reset, like a new car, basically, like changing the windows and everything. Yeah, that's all crew. So they're all the ones under stress. This one is all Charlie Cox and all the actors doing the actual fighting and acting mm-hmm. and just being exhausted and hitting their points all at the right time. It's just this obscene, and it like it spans a long way yeah it's like through two different hallways a room back into another room like just yep it's obscene and beautiful breathtaking and glorious and this whole show is just doing that right now yeah we'll we'll do a whole review on friday so we'll save some of our gushing yeah friday friday ish friday did we decide friday i I don't think we decided friday we didn't decide decide any day let's just say friday we'll do a review yeah probably by friday um so we'll save our gushing for then but I didn't say very much of my gushing. There was the short version. Holy crap, guys! Uh, go watch. Let's just go and say this. I think we should just go full spoilers on that because there was so much that. No, we can do a non-spoiler. We can do a first. non-spoilers. There's plenty to. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what we've been up to. I, w- I would like to say, just real quick, I wasn't going to admit this, but I was a little bit worried about this season before it came out, um, because for a couple reasons. One it looked like they were trying to just kind of imitate season one by having them go back to just the, the black clothes and the black mask. Mm-hmm. And then also um, the menu phase two has kind of had the problem of the villain is just a copy of the hero, yeah, which they avoided really nicely in phase one for mm-hmm. most of them. Uh, and they revealed in one of the teasers that bullseye was going to put on a daredevil suit at some point. Yeah. To try to pin blame on when I was like, ah, oh, they're just going to have him fight basically another version of himself. No. It doesn't feel like that. It does not at all. Like yeah. the, the, something that I did that, uh, something I've really liked that they did with all three of the Daredevil shows or all seasons is the villain is an opposing side of a certain thing. Yeah. So like with Fisk, it's big and heavy brute strong versus quick and nimble strong. Right. Then it's more idealistic with season two with like why they're doing it and like mm-hmm. how far they're willing to go. Yep. And this one is like range versus close up. Yeah. And it's, they have done an amazing job with the fights of like change the, the one fight that we've seen so far that is full blown bullseye versus daredevil mm-hmm. does an amazing job of like, you can feel the tables turn depending on where they are in relation to each other. Right. If they're hand to hand, you feel like Daredevil was going to fuck him up. Right. But the moment they get beyond arm's reach is like Bullseye is going to murder him. Yeah. And it is it is it's terrifying. Great. It's 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 so good. And as far as the imitation of season one thing, it's really not. It's not. I'll get into this a lot more when we do the actual review. But tonally, it's different, and structurally, it's different, and they're playing in completely different like waters thematically and with all the characters and everything it's yeah it is its own thing and it is great it is amazing so for people who are interested in seeing this or interested in hearing the podcast or hearing the um the review and don't and want to hear the whole thing or anything uh i would recommend watching season one and two and then just knowing this isn't really a spoiler Mm because defenders has been out knowing at the end of defenders he quote unquote dies right I mean, it was always quote unquote because well, we see him alive at the end. Oh yeah, he does. Bed. He does breathe at the end. Yeah, he's like ah. Uh, also, they confirmed season three before Defenders came right. out. So, so yeah. So see, watch season one and two, and then know that at the end of Defenders, he unquote dies unquote. Yeah. And then watch season three and enjoy it. Yep. All right, that was twenty minutes. That was okay. solid, like ten minutes of raving about. I him. know exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, news. Speaking of the menu. Uh, 
Oh my god. They canceled uh Luke Iron. Cage and Iron Fist. Uh That happened this week too, didn't it? Yes, it did. Wow, they canceled. Okay. So they canceled Iron Fist and we were all like, "All right, that seems kind of like it makes sense cuz one wasn't good. Mm-hmm. One was the worst. Very very bad. So bad. Just so like, bad. Everything good we just said about Daredevil, it's just the, the complete opposite. opposite. <laughs> uh and season 2 apparently was passable. Season more than passable. Season 2 is good. Okay. But I we I mean I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people were under the impression that this is just it wasn't good enough to pull it out of the grave that season one mm-hmm. dug, so they just canceled it, cut their losses, but then they canceled Luke Cage, and yeah. we're just like, okay, both of those were apparent were, were like okay. Well, I was I was suspicious from the get go because of the wording they used when they canceled Iron Fist. They said this is being canceled at Netflix. This will not be renewed at Netflix. Yeah. So uh, we are ninety seven percent sure that yep. they are just like having ne- they're giving Netflix an obscene amount of money mm-hmm. as compensation to have Netflix cancel the shows so that Disney can then go, hey, we're renewing them back on the streaming service. Right? You want you want season three of Luke Cage? You got to come back for us. That concerns me. We still don't. Uh, I don't think we've. We need to have a discussion about like what Netflix does for TV shows. We need to like mm-hmm. research. Yeah. We should do a full episode on that, like what Netflix actually does. I've, and I've research... said in the past I want to do a Netflix episode. Yeah, do like research on what the best shows on Netflix and what the worst shows on Netflix and see what the creative minds were. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it could end up being that the worst shows were fully Netflix creative minds. Mm-hmm. And the best shows, like The Menu, were like Disney stuff and they just put it on Netflix. Right. So if it's that case, then I'm not concerned. Mm-hmm. Because the same minds are going to the Disney streaming service. Yep. But I'm very concerned that they're going to take it all to the streaming service and kind of tightens it with Daredevil where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. no, it's not that great. Oh, also, I'm going to do an update on every every week. Okay. With Titans. Titans update. Titans. The second show, the second episode is actually pretty good. It is a vast improvement from the first episode. Uh, my only concern is that they are not sure what what genre they want to do mm-hmm. uh they have horror they have action they have drama and all of them are like pretty good there's some good starts to like several of those themes but it's not perfect and there is some struggling on like what they actually want to do okay um i had notes and i cannot find them now where did it go i need my camera did i lose my fucking notes because my dad just updated my phone. Well, all right. Uh, Hawk and Dove are very well portrayed. Uh, mm-hmm. They're enjoyable to watch. Their chemistry is great. Uh, Alan Richson, Richson is great as Hawk. The girl, I don't know her name because I didn't know her before, mm-hmm. is great as Dove. Um, the first scene is really well put together. It's almost Daredevil Daredevil esque. Uh, High praise. Kind of, kind of like humor but to a dark tone mm-hmm. kind of thing pretty well done and then it cuts back to dick and uh rachel and it's just like oh i forgot they exist yeah um but no it's a it's a vast improvement and it gives me a lot of hope for the future of titans i will watch a full season of this kind of episode okay where it's like pretty okay i will not watch a, watch a full season if every episode was like the first episode no. that's pretty bad but I mean, I will definitely watch a million seasons if th- if this curve continues. Yeah. <laughs> where it just gets, like, five times better every episode. Uh, but that's my Titans update. Anyway. Uh, at some point, what are they even going to do to make it better? Just, like, shoot cocaine straight into your eyeballs? That sounds amazing. I know. I feel like that's something Warner Brothers would do. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the menu discussion. I think I trust Disney enough to know the difference between good things and bad things. Because mm-hmm. um, they went full steam ahead with Last Jedi. And they knew that it was good. They said that they knew it was good mm-hmm. like before the release. Yeah. And they trusted Ryan Johnson's vision on that. So I think I trust them to handle the menu. And then carefully. they got a huge fucking backlash from the most one of the most suicidal fandoms ever yeah <laughs> true but i i think it i think it just is a good movie and i think mm-hmm. they recognize that and i think that they're willing to let their creators create yeah unless that experience changed them yep uh we have both re- uh leaked the teaser trailer for uh avengers annihilation 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. I did see that. You did see it. Did that you looks watch absurd. It? I didn't. You didn't watch it? No. Uh, it's it's all right. It kind of just zooms out from uh, the ruined glove. Oh. And then it's just like uh, Avengers Annihilation, and everyone's like, "Woo!" And it's just like that. That I mean, it's a teaser, so it's yeah. not really. But there's also the leaked full trailer to the new Hellboy movie. Oh, I didn't Did see that. Did you not that. see that? No. Full trailer looks fucking amazing. Oh. <laughs> it was obviously, it was a guy with a phone, like, really, like, in his yeah. lap. So it didn't get great quality, but it looks great. Good. It looks so close to the Ron Perlman. Like, you could, he looks identical. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously, it's all, like, a lot of it's prosthetics. Yeah. But, like, the way he acts, the way that, mm, Herman, David Harbour? Harbour. I, I almost said Herman, but David Harbour. <laughs> the way he acts is so close to the Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. And it looks really good. And I'm pretty excited for this. Yeah. So, I'm much more excited now that I've read some comics and I'll be reading more between now and April. So Yeah. No, it looks really good. So that happened. Yep. Uh, I don't think we had anything else leak. Don't think we had any other leaks. We had... Uh, I hate leaks. Yeah. I was talking about the vegetable. I love leaks of like trailers and stuff. Okay. Because <laughs> you right. said, yeah. Do you hate Do you hate leaks of trailers? I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. I want the actual real thing to come out. Uh, well, well, yeah. But... <laughs> I I don't like the fact that we have a situation where there has to be leaks, but like, yeah, get it. You have to give something special to the audience at the actual con. Yeah. So I get it, but also I want just the trailer to myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good version. Uh, what else is there? Uh, we did get a couple of actual legitimate trailers. Um, we got a Daredevil featurette, which I realize I actually don't care about now because the actual show's out. Oh really? There's a featurette that came out. After it was a little, it was a little like two minute thing where basically they're like, "Man, Kingpin's back, and boy, is he sure scary this season." I mean, it was it was a good featurette, but he's not I, really intimidating this season. No, it wasn't. It wasn't scary. It's like he's like four steps ahead of Daredevil, and oh, Daredevil yeah. has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, um, that that's more true. Yeah, that's uh, very true. There was also a Fantastic Beasts two featurette where J.K. Rowling sat down and basically explained the entire plot. Awesome. So now I know how that's going to go. <laughs> yep. Doesn't... I mean, kind of everyone knows how it goes. Yeah. This is, they had the potential for a prequel show that didn't have a pre-written outcome. Yep. And then they were like, oh, wait, Dumbledore and Grindelwald. And we're like, right. All right. Well, we know how that's going to turn out now. Yep. The first one would have been fine. The first one was pretty good. The first one had its own the creativity. First one, the first one has half of a really good movie in it. Is that the... Uh... It's the Newt Chases Monsters Around New York half. Oh. I really like Ezra Miller's kind of story. Okay. I didn't especially, but he's back. Yeah, I know he is. And he's important. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. Apparently a whole... the This entire movie is going to be about Grindelwald trying to get him back. Oh. So. All right. Now you know. Now we know. Yep. Uh, we also got a trailer for The Boys. Which I don't know if you've heard of. Nope. It's actually a comic book show. It's going to be Prime Original. The Boys. The Boys. They're, it's a Wildstorm label. Um, and it's basically a world where... No, wait, really? Yeah. It's, it's basically a world where superheroes exist, but they're so much a danger to themselves and others that they're basically just turned into celebrities. And then The Boys is this CIA team that goes in and takes them down if they cause too much trouble and uh-huh. keeps them in line and okay. so it looks sort of irreverent like the the trailer was basically like a minute long promo video for a company that manages superheroes and then at the very end it's like all the boys the whole team sitting on a couch and they all just flip off the tv hmm. so it, it looks it looks fun i don't know anything about it um garth ennis Yep. wrote the comics and he's just, he's he's well known he's for his very Punisher good, stuff he's his a Punisher very good stuff is really good yeah so and he did a lot with uh the image too okay yeah he's really good he's yeah. one he's one of those big guys not like ed brubaker level which right i mean you and i kind of worship ed brubaker after killer be killed a little bit <laughs> <laughs> but uh no he is he is very good he's one of those top guys yeah he's he's a name that i recognize so that yep. means something um let's see i think those are all for trailers a uh, couple other little things. The Flash movie's been pushed back to 2021. Oh, what else has been pushed back? Guardians 3. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. course. Oh, yeah. That's officially been taken off the docket for its year. Right. Uh, that that year of, public, of uh, release. Yep. But, of course, the Flash is getting pushed back. 
Um, I watched a video of this guy who was analyzing a lot of things, which I, I actually really like him. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, the only movie I see them doing in the future that I'm kind of excited for is the Flashpoint movie. And I was like, oof, dated. Dated episode, bro. Yeah. So bad. <laughs> but, of course, uh, that got pushed back because they don't know what they're doing. Yep. Well, they have a chance to write the ship. The next three movies, Aquaman, Shazam, Wonder Woman 84. It's a solid lineup. Yeah, it's a very solid lineup. So, maybe they'll actually land on their feet and figure out what they're doing. Maybe. Land also on their they... feet like a cat and do a Catwoman movie. Damn it. That's a sequel to the 2004 where they bring back Halle Berry. Oh my god. Dude, what would... How great would that be? <laughs> if they brought back Halle Berry and did a Catwoman movie that's, like, amazing? <laughs> This is actually a really good segue into our topic. I know. So fuck all the rest of the news we have. Yeah. I, the only other thing I was going to say is apparently Richard Madden might be the favorite to play James Bond. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. That there have been a million favorites yeah. to play James Bond. That's going to change next yep. week. Anyway, so what's our topic? So if we had a show, or we had a uh, we had that Catwoman back in two thousand four that was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would happen if we had another Catwoman show or movie fourteen years later? That would be interesting. I'd don't actually know what the official term for this is like in in case you didn't notice today we're talking about sequels that came out like way after the original movie so blade runner 2049 is kind of the one that always comes to mind yeah because it's really good the new halloween that just came out which is kind of the reason we're doing this yeah that's the we are forming this one around the halloween movie right we like to do we like to be topical exactly so we had this movie that came out that is a okay so soft reboot uh halloween is a direct sequel but ignores all of the other sequels oh really yeah it's a sequel from the first one it's a sequel from the first one was uh how many of the halloweens have you seen so far zero oh i cannot remember if jamie lee curtis is in the second one i don't know because i know that the kid i can't remember her name the actress like she really wanted to be back in it Mm -hmm. because there was a kid in the first one Mm -hmm. but she wasn't in it so Right. Maybe we'll get another sequel. They are doing another sequel to this and it's one. It's probably going to be with her. Okay. <laughs> I will probably I'm going to put my money on it right now. That what the, of the two main care of the three main characters, Michael Myers, Jamie Lee Curtis's character and then the kid. Mm-hmm. They use two of them and then the kid's still around somewhere as an older person. Mm-hmm. So now she's going to come around and So then the next one is just her Halloween and it's very normal and she yeah, hands out candy to trick or treaters and has a glass of wine with her husband and then they go to bed. And then Michael Myers stabs the husband thinking it's her because he forgot he got the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> he's like, ah! And she's like, ah! And he's like, oh, shit! Fuck! And he's like, oh, I'll get you next year! And then runs away. <laughs> Jumps out the window. Man, these movies sound great. Yep. You should have... Hire me! Hire me, whatever company does Halloween movies. Uh, Blumhouse is doing it right now. Blumhouse? Yeah. Who are they? They are the no-name people that are resurrecting horror which we'll probably talk about more in a couple weeks they do they i think they did get out okay um they did a bunch of other kind of low budget stuff that's well then bring it on blumhouse yeah on bum house anyway anyway uh so okay so that's what we're talking about yep so these things i hadn't couldn't think of many examples off the top of my head but i like looked up some lists and stuff Mm -hmm. these things are kind of all over the place like and they've been happening forever. Do you know that Psycho has a couple of sequels? Yes. I did know that, and they're all garbage. <clears throat> yes. And they... I, I have not seen any of them, not even the first Psycho. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just know that there is a Psycho. Psycho 2 is, like, really bad, but then it just gets a whole new level of bad with, like, 3 and 4 or something. I actually heard that 3 was good. Really? I don't know where I heard that. I don't know if I believe that. I haven't seen it, so I can't comment for myself, but I've heard that. Okay. Somewhere. But I do know that there's a fourth one, right? Maybe? I vaguely remember that there's a fourth one. If there's not a fourth one officially, then there's definitely a TV movie for Probably. the fourth one. Because there's always an additional show, yeah. a movie for all of these, like, really old movies, mm-hmm. that's just a TV movie and it's shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, Child's Play is still going. Oh, yeah. They released a new, ch- it was like, uh, The Bride of Chucky or something. Oh, yeah. And it's a t- it's just a TV movie on, like, AMC or something. Yeah. it's just, like, absolute garbage. Yeah. <laughs> but my core question is, these things have been happening for a while and they're still happening now. So why? It seems odd 
just on its face to go back to a property. Because something, so you got, with those movies, those were all like thriller movies that like the parents didn't like, but like the kids were all like, all the hip kids, we go to the drive-in and watch these movies. Okay. Right? So they're all like late teens, early 20s going to the drive-in making out with those things. Mm -hmm. And now those kids are married and they have kids and they're like, well, I mean, you're like, 14 now so you can probably go see this movie and then they take the the wife and then they go make out in the the theater okay because that's what they associate watching these halloween movies with making out see i was thinking maybe i'd go see halloween but now i don't want to because there's gonna be, old gonna be a whole bunch of old people making out <laughs> no but i do think that's the situation it's very much the same way as spider or spider-man uh star wars where mm-hmm. the people that went to see them when they were coming out were in their 20s now they're in their 50s mm-hmm and have kids and then they will absolutely go see it for nostalgia okay and also if they're just a good movie then they'll get other people like new people all right well that's that's a better point than i was going to make i was just going to say it seems like they wait until history's sorted out what the popular the good movies are like blade runner tanked on release but they got a cult following it got a cult following and so 35 years later they're like let's make a 250 million dollar sequel that lost nine figures at the box office did it really yep I think i do remember that now yeah yeah rough yep that's okay another 35 years they'll realize it was actually really good and do another sequel yeah, we got another cult following yeah yeah so yeah i think that's the situation it's just that's the way with all of them they're all coming out like i'd put them between 20 and 40 years later yeah um i'm not sure what the technical definition is most of the lists i found said that if it's more than a decade after the first movie it counts it counts as a Again, still don't know what the term is. Late sequel? Let's just call them late sequel. Late sequel? Okay. Lequel. Lequel. That's a weird word. I thought you said you didn't like leaks. I don't like leaks. Do you lick leaks, though? I lick leaks. God, why are we doing this? Don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, so I think think that's a lot of the situation. It's just it's the people that went when they were kids. They spent their... The money they got from waiting tables in the... In the, the, uh... The really old 50s diner. Mm -hmm. Uh... With their... I, I'm very vividly picturing like Greece mm-hmm. or like a okay. baby driver style, like that yeah. that diner, and they all like they got their money and then they hop into their car that for some reason the letter V pops into my mind. I don't know why. No idea. And then they drive into the drive-in, and then there's like that this slash movie that they're making out, and then flash forward thirty years and they're all way past their prime. Mm-hmm. Beer gut. Oops, shit. Beer gut. Botox. They got their kids and they're like, yep. you know what? Fucking, let's just go. The kids are like, I don't want to go. And they're like on their phones. And you're like, you're not, you're going to watch this. And then they go to the theater. Parents are enjoying it. Kids on their phone getting yelled at by people behind them for having the phone on with the light, with the brightness and texting. Don't have your phone on during a movie. I was on a roll, dude. Keep going. <laughs> I lost it. No, but that's, I, I weirdly, I mean, it is a, a crazily vivid mem- like view in my mind right okay. now of like that. All right. I have I have a counterpoint. <laughs> like atomic like a nuclear family basically where it's like the two kids and the the mom is like botox crazy and the dad's got a beer gut and bald. All right. <laughs> I have a counterpoint. Pixar has done to my count four late sequels. Although Incredibles, Toy Story. Incredibles, Toy Story, uh Monsters University, although that's technically a prequel. Um and Finding Dory. Yes. That's only like a 10 to 15 year gap. That one jumps for the millennials. Okay. So that one's less of like the people going after their little like minimum wage diner job to a drive-in to make out and more mm-hmm. of like the kids who those were their first movies watching. Mm-hmm. And like Toy Story is a very particular one for that right. because they aged the main character with the people that exactly. were that age. Uh, so like my sister is the age of Andy. Mm-hmm. And so that was a huge impact for them that like, oh my God, I'm going to college. And now there's this movie about a kid who I loved when I was a kid uh-huh. going to college. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go see this movie. Yeah. Uh, Incredibles is just the fact that it's one of the most beloved Pixar movies of all time. Okay. Um, I mean, second, obviously the Toy Story movies. You can't beat the Toy Story movies. Not for belovedness. Um, And people have wanted it to come back because it, it, Especially now in the era of superheroes where it's like, this is the perfect time. Yeah. And it did how much money? Much money. Despite the fact that it wasn't actually a perfect movie. I think it did more than a billion. Well, yeah, but it wasn't a perfect movie. No. Um, And I think think also that's due to just external factors. Like Brad Bird said, if we're going to do it, I'm going to do it. 
And he said, I'm only going to do it if I've got a good idea for it. And then he also got really distracted doing other stuff. Mm -hmm. So he did like Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, and Tomorrowland, and uh, other stuff. I think for the, as for the other two, um, no, 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 Finding Dory and Monsters University, Uh, which is technically a prequel. Monsters University, I don't, that one didn't like kill, did it? I think that one was too early. Yeah. I think that one was attempting what the other ones were doing, but it was too early because that absolutely would have been one that I will go see. If, like, mm-hmm. there was no Monsters Universe, because I forgot that happened. Right. If they were just like, oh, hey, Monsters in... Co- or Monsters... Shit. I can't think of another... Monsters... Monsters Corp? Monster Corp. Monster Corp. Monster Corp is coming out, and it'd be like, awesome. I would absolutely go see this. Like, but... They did it when we were, we would have been a sophomores in high school, juniors in high school, around that. Yeah, late high, I think late high school. So, like, we didn't really have the income yet to go watch that. Yeah. Like, we didn't, we didn't have the freedom and the income to go see a movie in theaters yet. Like, Mm -hmm. had they done it now, when we're, like, 20 and we do have the stable income Mm -hmm. and, like, potentially the time to go see it, oh, God, they would kill. I would absolutely there, go see there it. Were, there were people that were in their 20s that grew up with that movie that still didn't go see it. Yeah. I think part of that is the premise wasn't great. Yeah. Prequels are always less attractive. Yeah. Um, I think another problem, I don't know if this is universal, but thinking about... No, it's Disney. Right. <laughs> I was. I am pretty proud of that one, okay? That was good. That was, that good. was a pretty good one. I, I do appreciate that. Uh, I was going to say that of those four movies, um, the originals, uh, Incredibles, Toy Story, Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc., there's a clear outlier that I'm less attached to, and that's Monsters. Yeah. Like, those other three, I remember seeing those as a kid and just being in love with those movies and yeah. being attached to them. And Monsters, Inc. was less charming. Yeah. Uh, well. In the good sense. In the good sense, which right. we rarely use charming. It was less endearing. There we go. Endearing is a good version of charming. Okay. Charming is the condemned or is the condescending version. Endearing is the, I loved it. It was cute. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, there was less ability to attach to it as well. Yeah. Because it was like, we were kids and there were these monsters that we couldn't really because they were adults with a job. Right. And then there was this child that was an outcast basically, and we're right. just like ah. And also kind of an infant, not an infant, but. Yeah, young a enough, toddler. Young enough that you can't connect with her on a personal level. Yeah. Well, because she has no personality, except for exactly. just curious at everything. Right. Um, so I think that may have been the downfall of that one, is that mm-hmm. you're right, is that that one is the one that didn't attach us as much. Okay. Um, because obviously there wasn't as much we could do. Right. Uh, but, so, that's there's that's those. Okay. So we've accounted for Pixar. Yep. Um, this is sort of been happening with bigger franchises too uh we, we've talked about star wars a little bit already mm-hmm. but so that one you had the originals you waited 15 years you did the prequels you waited another 10 years and then new sequel trilogy yeah and so you think and i agree with this that that's cashing in on the the nostalgia of the people who saw it originally and they're bringing their kids and yeah. rearing them with new star wars the reason i say that and the reason i know it's true is because i literally had somebody tell me that that was the case mm-hmm. uh it's my boss slash family friend mm-hmm. who uh he was talking to us about it that like it was so cool when he was a kid to go watch the movies with his parents and now he's going to watch the movies with his mom on his right side and his daughter on the left side yeah um and that that stuck with me. I will never forget him describing that and, like, the pure joy and, like, passion he had with that. Yeah. And I was like, that is where Star Wars did really well. Yes. And then it got torn to shreds by the suicidal fan base. Exactly. Which included one of our, our coworkers, who I am terrified to see talk to him about that because he is very much, like, he is very adamant and likes to bring it up all the time. Yeah. Kind of annoying, honestly. But, you know, I let it, I let it go because I bring up DC all the time. Yep. Uh, another franchise is actually Jurassic World. Yes. Because, um, for one thing, I think it... Park was 90... 91, I think. Oh, I'm thinking of 3. What was 3? Three? 3 was, yeah, right around 99. But I think it also ignored 2 it and ignored 3. It did the Halloween three. thing. Because we've gotten Halloween movies yeah. since the original, basically. Yeah. But it's doing the thing where it ignores all of them. Did they bring back the... Who's the original Michael Myers? 
I don't know. I can't remember if they had him for all of them. I kind of doubt it matters very much. It really did. I mean, there's a, like it's a more of the principle of the thing. Yeah. Like if you if you know that like they had one guy for the first one and they had just different guys for every other one, mm-hmm. and then you're like, wow, this is the first one. It has the first guy who played. It has Jamie Lee Curtis. It like gets everything the same. That's way bigger. Just knowing mm-hmm. it's. It's less of, like, in the movie quality. It's more of, like, principle surrounding the movie quality. Okay. All right. I, I buy that. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, Jurassic. So, what happened there? Was that, again, like, these people now have kids? Because that was... I think it was Chris Pratt. Okay. I was going to say, that's 25 <laughs> years. So, you got kids that are going to see it when they're 10 uh, in 1991. 35 years later, or 25 years later... They have kids that are around that age. Yeah. It's, I think just the fact that the premise is interesting. Yeah. And it's like, it's something that, it was a fascinating future thing with the first one. That it was mm-hmm. like, hey, we use this magic technology to do this thing. And now it's like, hey, shit, we can actually probably do this now. Because like, especially kind of. I, I mean, I, we totally couldn't, but. Well, I mean. I mean, following, like, that the prehistoric insect that we found in that piece of ember right. about a year ago, like, I, to me, that was big news. That was dope. That was very cool. Um, so, like, to <laughs> me, that this movie coming after that, well, actually, no. First one was before that. When was Jurassic World? Because we just had two. Yeah, the first one was 2015. Okay, so that was before we found that insect. Yeah. All right, well, and never mind that. And, yeah. But, no, I think this one's more of like a, it's just a fun action movie. Yeah. Like, three tanked the franchise, so they're like, we'll take a break for a little while and yeah. then come back and do it right. Yeah. It's just a, it's a loud Fallen Kingdom being, no, not Fallen Kingdom. Yes, Fallen yeah, Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Lost World, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, Fallen Kingdom, a little too loud. Uh, At times. But a loud jump scary kind of like makes you bite your bite your lip a little bit mm-hmm. it's just a fun it's a movie it's a summer movie popcorn eating movie yeah it's just fun yeah and it has the added effect of like you have probably seen the other older ones when you were younger right so so it is it is playing a little on nostalgia but i think that one's just a general kind of like wide sweeping it just does well because there's a whole bunch of small little factors building into it okay so then we talked about all those I have like a whole list here pulled up so I can go through and we can touch on these briefly. Terminator mm-hmm. 3 feels like a cash grab. Yeah, definitely. Um, Terminator 3 is Gen Wisis, right? No, or that's Genesis 5. Wait. Wait, what? Oh my god, when did Terminator 2 come out? What are the two what are the, what's the year separating? Uh one came out in 86 maybe. Oh god, really? Uh two came out in 90, I think. 3 was 99. Somewhere around there. Um, Salvation was 2006 or seven. So they're not like that late. They're all yeah. kind of like relatively just, spread out. It's more just really spaced out because they're like, hey, we're going to reboot and forget about three because three was bad. Hey, we're going to reboot and forget about three and four because three and four were bad. And now they're making six and it's, hey, we're going to forget about three, four and five because they were all bad. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna. They were. They've been using the time machine or time travel aspect to like, basically just make you make those other ones not happen. It's 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 the nice thing and the mean thing about that particular genre is you can basically rewrite your own franchise's past if you need to. Yeah, you're much it. less careful. I feel like they're at this point. They're like, all right, well, let's just make a movie. If it hits, cool. If it's not, we'll just do the same thing we've been doing for three years or three movies. Yeah. So. That one just feels like they're like, these are immensely popular. We need to cash in on this. And then they keep kind of failing at that. Yeah. Who knows? But they make money. Yeah. Because it's a loud shotgun Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. Yep. I I haven't seen any of I've seen the bits of the first one and like less of the second one. Yeah. But just eh, never. It's it's an iconic and truly great sci-fi action franchise, or at least the first two movies were the beginning of what should have been. Great, truly iconic sci-fi action franchise. Yeah. Uh, live free or die hard. Oh, that yeah. Die Hard Four, and yeah. then and then we also got Die Hard 
five Die Hard, the one that we just need to forget about. Is it? They're species? coming up with a new one right now, aren't they? With I younger, think so. They're trying to figure out who they want to be a young. Yeah, they're like talking McLean. about it. I don't know if it's like a hundred percent. We're go go going with this. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you can you can get a really good movie if they're just kind of like slowly kind of figuring out if they're like yeah we've got this on the radar if something mm-hmm. pops up that's perfect then we'll go with it mm-hmm. but they're not forcing it they're not trying to find someone actively yeah so i good. i like the idea of scrapping four and five from the continuity entirely and doing a sequel now with old bruce willis uh-huh. um surely there's something you could what do what if he's the villain now what if he just goes crazy and starts like robbing a yeah. building on halloween change the holiday it's a christmas movie it's true despite the fact that no no movie in that franchise except for the first one takes place in christmas second one does does it really yep ah damn it Third nix one that doesn't. <laughs> hey editor cut that out that's oh, me we, yeah that's i'm me. not going to no you're not <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's the franchise that kind of forgot its soul and its soul is he's a normal dude in the wrong place at the wrong time and then they just turned him into like a badass superhuman spy yeah tried to make him james bond bald james bond yeah um so that's the widow's peak that one it feels like did you ever see red nope okay it was a fairly generic but moderately endearing movie because it it's like all these older action guys uh-huh so it had like old bruce willis was the main guy and so like had... expendables 3 yeah except <laughs> not dumb <laughs> i mean a little dumb but having fun with its dumbness yeah it feels like you could do something like that with Die Hard, where it's like he's the wrong place, guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. But instead of being like a cop and sort of his physical peak, he's an old guy now. Yeah. Sort of like they they leaned into that a little bit in Indiana Jones Four, which again that's another example mm-hmm. of this. Um, but it feels like they could do something like that, where it's a little lighter, um, a little more just like, man, I'm legitimately too old for this now. He, like, tries to start crawling through the air ducts. He's like, oh, oh, God. And they just, like, it it cuts down to people that are, like, down in the, down beneath. And they just hear, oh, God. Oh, oh, Jesus. What is in that duct? That is some weird air movement. Hear a loud pop. Oh, it's my hip. (laughs) My hip. That'd be great. I would watch that. I, yeah. I I haven't thought that through at all, but. That feels he, like, like str- he strategically places walkers at every like duck exit so he can like move between the ducks and like use a walker. Yeah. It it feels like they could do something there. Yeah. Um let's see. What else do we have? Finding Dory, Jurassic World we already talked about, Incredibles 2 we talked about. Um oh, Rocky as a franchise cuz Rocky Balboa came out 15 years after Rocky 5. Good mercy. And that one, have you seen that one? Nope. You haven't seen any Rockies. I haven't seen except, any Rockies. Yeah. saw Creed. Yeah, you saw Creed, which is sort of a Rocky. It's kind of a Rocky. Yeah. That's yeah. sort of a weird halfway point between a sequel and a reboot and yeah. its own thing. Um, but yeah, Rocky Balboa, which is I think technically Rocky Six, uh, is actually pretty solid because again, it goes back to, okay, this guy's a lot older now. How can we make this sort of retrospective mm-hmm. looking back? And... Um, so it, it, it deals more with like his age and his legacy, Yeah, which Creed has done really well. Oh yeah. Partly because it can center around a new, young, exciting character. Yeah. So Rocky Balboa is fine. It just feels like, again, we're going to cash grab. You got your Michael B. Jordan going just like, mm-hmm. yep. Yep. What, what, was, him. what was that noise? That was me doing something. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I chugged a drink. I chugged a coffee because I'm super tired. Okay. I have a lot of homework to do and I'm very tired. All right. Indiana Jones is just a cash grab, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> definitely. There's no, there was no passion to that or like, it was just, it didn't even like really do a good job of referencing the early ones. No. It was just like, dad's eh, Indy doing another thing, but look aliens. Yeah. Like, and giant, uh, giant, uh, ants. Yep. And Nazis, because that's the only thing Indy can fight. Russian Nazis this time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was actually Soviet people. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, okay, but Get essentially Nazis. It's a terrible Russian accent. Uh, pretty much Nazis. Pretty much. Yeah. Just need some bad guys in uniform. Like, that could have been a good movie. There's there's, there's some, some good bits in there. I like the fact that it brought back Marion and there was a kid. Yep. Miriam? What's her name? 
Westport? I, Marion, yeah. Marion? Marion, yeah, with an Marian. N. Yeah. Um, yeah, that like that movie has some good chunks. The first act or so is actually pretty solid mm-hmm. before it gets all CGI and anti and alieny. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, you're right. The the bring back Marion and give him a son. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, the Cold War dynamic is at least a little different from the World War Two dynamic if you lean into it the right way. I think they're getting Shia back for five. I doubt it partly because of what he has done with his life since then yeah didn't he get arrested at an art exhibit twice yep yeah he's he's kind of a mess yeah he's a mess he's also an actual cannibal charlotte buff anyway anyway that's a great video yeah tron legacy was definitely just a cash grab but it also kind of feels like hey we can actually do the level of special effects yeah that that one that one did well because it's like if it if they had done Tron now anyway, then it would be a good movie because, like you said, they have the effects. Right. Also, they had this fantastic electronic group. I don't know if you ever heard of them called Daft Punk. I have heard of them. Yeah. They they did an amazing job with the soundtrack. And the soundtrack right. pretty much made that movie for me. Right. I haven't seen it, but... It's very... It's 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 passable. Also, okay. Jeff Bridges is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Weirdly young, young-aged. They yeah. did a pretty... It was decent de-aging mm-hmm. for the time. I mean, Disney definitely does it better now because oh, yeah. they have to do it every. Yeah, every that was movie. like that was like first wave de aging. Yeah, but no, it was pretty good. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't really know if it was a cash grab because it wasn't. I definitely hadn't heard of the first Tron movie. It was yeah, it was it was more cult classicy. But like, I think Runner. this one was more of just like, hey, let's try this thing. Yeah, it's related to the other one, but like, let's do it. Let's try it now that we can actually do the effects. Yeah, I think it was more of that. Just okay. like shot number two. All right. And speaking of 80s cult classic sci-fi movies that got a sequel recently, Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2049. And the only one of those that going down the list where I was like, wow, that was actually legitimately a great movie that might surpass the original. Oh, it definitely does surpass the original. Uh, I really don't know what else to say about the fact that it, I think it just, the fact that it's so loosely connected to the original. Yeah. It doesn't. You don't really need to have seen the first one. Right. Like, there's yeah. a few points there's, there's... that explain, like, uh, right. Harrison's relationship to... Rachel. To Rachel. To just replicants to in the, general. And to the world. And yeah. to the world. But otherwise, like, there's plenty of plot with Gosling. Yeah. Just as his character it's is. A, it's a good movie on its own, but it does... It respects the legacy of the original, yes. I think. And it plays out of... The original. I think that's a good that's point we can talk about. Mm-hmm. How many of those respect their own legacy as opposed to stomp on and just try to do its own thing? Not a whole lot. I think the new Star Wars has done a decent job of that. The There's naysayers. a lot of people who would so brutally disagree with you. I know. I know. I, I <laughs> and we think... are trying as hard as we can to get them to stop listening to our podcast because yes, we, we don't want their negativity. No, we don't. Get out of here with that I, nonsense. I think, I think they've done a good job of respecting the spirit of the originals. Yes. I think Indiana Jones did not. Nope. Um, I think the Pixar ones did. Pixar ones did. I think they were, except for Toy Story, I think they were uniformly worse than the originals. Yeah. And I don't actually know who to blame for that. It feels like it might just be specific circumstances in each case. Yeah. Um. I think most of these probably, though. I heard Hollywood, or Hollywood, uh, Halloween is really good. Yeah. Andrew told me, Andrew went to see it the night it came out, and he told me it was really good. I've been hearing good things, good reviews, good reactions. Mm -hmm. Looks like it's going to break Venom's record for an October release that it just set. (laughs) Dang it! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I I think in general, these things are either cash grabs or just an attempt to reintroduce a a franchise or something iconic yeah so i don't think they have that much respect yeah and that's why that's what blade runner sets blade runner apart okay is that it does really respect its original so final points since we are at an hour because we spent way too much time on uh daredevil that's okay uh you dropped this question on me earlier, but I'm going to do did. it to you okay i'm going to get out my list that i thought of oh jesus <laughs> it's a short list what franchises would you like to have a late sequel? What is something that happened pre-2008 okay. that you would like a sequel to? All right. Well, I already mentioned my Die Hard pitch. 
Um, there's one that's been passed around the internet a little bit about getting Michael Keaton back for Batman Beyond. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yes. Okay, yes. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which, that'd be good. Well, Michael Keaton's the one that had the... Oh, no, that was George Clooney's. Yes. We're good. Yeah, Michael Keaton had the Michael good Keaton, 89 Absolutely. One. Looking at him as Falcon, like, the fact that he's still Vulture. got it... Vulture. Not Falcon. <laughs> Imagine too... Michael Keaton as Falcon. <laughs> There's too many birds. There's too many birds. Yeah. I don't like it. Um... But having him like Vulture, seeing what he can be like as a grizzled old man, yeah. would be phenomenal. Yeah. For like, a, who would you who would you cast as Terry McGinnis? Oh, I don't know. I don't actually. Christian Bale. Hey, that would be terrible. Uh, I don't. I don't actually know very much. Tom about Holland Batman Beyond. Tom Holland would be amazing. Okay. I I, I equate Batman Beyond, uh, like Terry McGinnis, to more of. Uh, he he's very much like Nightwing, okay, uh, but like less gymnasticky and more kind of reliant on um, gadgets. Yeah, but I okay. think Spider Man could be like I mean he can do the gymnastic stuff that he needs to, but Spider Man Tom Holland mm-hmm. I think Tom Holland would be really good. Give him a couple more years to age a little bit, yeah, because he is twenty three. Right, Terry McGinnis is more like late twenties. Okay, so then you could have the right age Tom Holland give give him a little bit more like hair on his chest. Yeah. And you've got a great Terry McGinnis. Okay. All right. I like it. And then you get Michael then you, Keaton a little you time. You get, get more Ke- grizzled. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that would be fucking great. Yeah. I have like two movies where they're like butting heads, but like in different dynamics. Yeah. I love it. Uh, They've already got the chemistry. Exactly. There's a very good chemistry between the two of them that yeah. works perfectly. Yeah. Just like get them to be a little more like. I mean, they're on the same side, but they still butt heads instead of just being on opposite sides. It right. would be phenomenal. There it is, DC. That's what you do. Fuck whatever's coming after Wonder Woman. Just do a Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton, Tom Holland, and you're good. There we go. Except okay. wait a couple of years. Yeah. It's a good good catch-all. You wait a few years before you try to right. do anything else. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. What else did I have on my list? Uh, the thing, I don't actually like this idea anymore, but it feels like something where maybe you could spin off the ending, and that's an iconic one that didn't ever have anything happen, really, uh-huh. after the original. Um, the fugitive feels like a one that actually could have something really interesting. Okay. Um, do you know the original nope. fugitive? Okay. It's from, I think 1990, early nineties, at least mm-hmm. it's Harrison Ford is a doctor whose wife gets murdered. He gets convicted of it. The bus that's taking him in prison crashes and he goes on the run. Okay. And it's basically him evading the authorities led by Tommy Lee Jones for an hour and a half. Okay. So I think you could bring back uh, sort of a grizzled and haunted Harrison Ford and um, introduce like a, a deeper conspiracy element. Because that one's all like it, it, it ends up building into this deeper conspiracy. Yeah. I think you could just add another layer without it feeling too silly mm-hmm. that starts to peel back 20 years later or 30, yeah. 30 years later now. And you have old Harrison Ford going around trying to solve it while dealing with the fact that he's been kind of a broken shell of a man for the past 30 years. I think there's something interesting there. Okay. Um, let's see. And then the last one. I really want a National Treasure 3. But do you? I so do. Uh, I, I really, really do. God, just feed the memes. <laughs> just feed the memes, man. I know. I know. But... Nick Cage, he's a good actor. He's had some hard years. He needs some. He needs some joy in his life. Wasn't he? Was it Maddie that he was in that like was one of those like out of nowhere really good movies? Mandy? Mandy. This year. Yeah. yeah, I really want to see that. Yeah, he was. Uh, Andrew was watching it mm-hmm. earlier. I think. Okay. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I really want to see that. Okay. So I want to see a second Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, I don't know why that one popped into my head. Okay. Two thousand six. Get a bit of an older Will Smith. He like it's ooh, ooh. he succeeds in getting everything he wants at the end, and then you cut to him fifteen years later, and corporate life has destroyed him because he sees fucking like destroyed it, him. And it like that was that movie came out pre financial crisis, Dude. so we get to see how that affected him. I love how just any and bullshit got, I answer, and he's got and he's got his, and you bring back J- Jaden Smith as like his son, his... who's now like estranged from him because he's like. I don't know. He's off doing something hippie-ish. Maybe he's like an environmentalist or something. And so there's like this huge rift between them because they're on opposite sides. And this would be so good. 
I love how any bull. I, this is this has been a constant thing for a podcast. I will give a bullshit answer, and one of us, usually me, because I have to justify right. it. But like the fact that you ran with it, any bullshit answer I ever give will turn out to be a really good answer. Yep, it's amazing. I'm so good at bullshitting. That's why I'm a good DM. Exactly. <laughs> I tell you that I made. I convinced my players that I had everything. Had I had a certain thing planned just because I was really good at bullshitting. She had to roll. Uh, yep. She decided to roll an insight check because she told me because she thought that I had I was expecting them to meet them, <laughs> and I was like, "Nope, I just pulled all of their names out of my name generator, and I'm just winging it right now. <laughs> I'm amazing at it." Nice. Anyway, right, I think that's a pretty good. Okay, I think that's I think that's solid. We'll we'll revisit this in twenty years. Yep, that'll be a late sequel. Yeah, that'll be Lequel thirty seven. Exactly. Lequel what? Oh, I can call them like we call them. Requels. This is Requels episode two. This is Requels part two. Part two. We got to figure out what the electric boogaloo. That's what it's gonna be called. Electric what? Boogaloo. What? It's a. It's, there's a sequel to something. Is I can't hear some... your the first consonant. Electric boogaloo. Boogaloo. It sounded like moogaloo and oogaloo and loogaloo and like anything. <laughs> I couldn't hear the first consonant. It's a. It's a thing. It's a sequel. A sequel to something is something to electric boogaloo. All right. That's what the name of this one's gonna be. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Oh, shit. Shalst we? Ah! I almost forgot it. <laughs> uh, yes, we shalst. Uh, thanks for listening to us ramble about requels again. Holy shit. Nice. Um, you can find this podcast and others like it, which you shouldn't listen to. You should only listen to ours on SoundCloud and iTunes and other places if you do the technology thing with the RSS. You don't feed. have to worry about it. Just, t- just say, hey, we want to listen on this app, and I'll get it fixed. Okay. Tell Preston. Tell Preston things. Tell me in the comments. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook where we post most of our things and you should probably hit us up there if you want to tell us about horror movies we need to watch or at least read the Wikipedia plot summary on before next week or the week after. Um, you can also hit us up on Twitter at Justice Losers Pod or Instagram at Justice Losers Pod, uh, where we occasionally remember to post things. We don't on Twitter, but that's because no one follows us. So that's your fault, really. So you only have yourselves to blame. Exactly. Uh, you can also, if you have extended thoughts about whatever that you want to relay to us, uh, you can send that at, to our Gmail at justicelosierspot at gmail.com. Um, I think that's all our things. Is that all our things? Don't forget, all our things. don't forget to tell a friend. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.